from the Brooklyn Paper Building in beautiful downtown Brooklyn. This is Brooklyn Paper Radio. I'm your host, Vince Maselli. With me, of course, my co-host, Anthony Rotuno. Anthony, how are you? I'm doing fa- fantastic today, Vince. I love when the music it just keeps going. Yeah. I love a going. soundtrack. Can yeah. you turn up my headphones just a little bit, Eric? Just a little bit. There we go. Now I can hear my... I couldn't hear myself a moment ago. When I can't hear myself, I don't know what I'm saying. It's confusing. It can get very confusing. We are in America. America's downtown, Tony. The, the best downtown in these 50 United States. Without question, right? And Without question. It's important that we talk about downtown today because the, 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 the theme of our show today is neighborhoods. It's all about neighborhoods and what, what's in a neighborhood, what is a neighborhood, what... An, what a neighborhood isn't, perhaps. Yeah, because people are very, very interested in their neighborhoods and where they live and where they're from. And, you know, somebody from Bensonhurst, you know, might think that they're a lot different from somebody, say, like from, I'm not going to say Carroll Gardens. I'm going to say Brooklyn Heights. Oh, I would think they would think they're about as different from a Brooklyn Heights resident as, you know, an American they still, feels they about They still a say they're from Brooklyn. They will still say Brooklyn. That's probably the only part they'll agree on. I don't know what they'll say when they go away. We'll have to get we'll get into this. We're going to get into this uh, with Bill Harris. This is a neighborhood legend, all right? And he's going to be joining us shortly and we're going to talk about all that. But you um, know, first um, I just got to check in with you Tony. I got to see what you We haven't been on in 2 weeks. It's been a, it's been 2 weeks since I've seen Vince. We've been so busy. <laughs> you know, you know what happened last week? What happened was Leah Mitch, our production edit, our production manager, and our um, art director, and the, the moral compass of the Brooklyn paper, as Quite, we, yes. we've said for years, Leah right? has steered us in the yeah. right direction. For right. Years. She went on vacation, right? And she went to. Um, How could she do that? It was, it, let me tell you something. I was not. Ha- I was not happy about it. <laughs> Because like, when Leah goes on vacation, that means you the, become Leah. Yeah, I become Leah, and the I can't be Leah. You, for many reasons. Yeah, I know, but I, you know, so the paper that you picked up. This week, that all of our listeners picked up. And, of course, all of our listeners out there, you can call us at any time. The lines are open, 212-260-4502, talking about neighborhoods in a little while. Where are you from? We want to hear. Yeah, there's no delay. So when she goes on vacation, I like the paper that you pick up, the paper that you're probably reading right now as you're listening to this show, is literally a, it's a Vince DiMaselli paper. It is bl- Vince DiMaselli's blood, sweat, and tears. Because i got to do all that layout. I mean, and layout you did. And it was a pretty spectacular layout, I will say, while I was observing it on the bus yesterday as a commuter, you know, was just flipping through and it. And you saw, you saw a commuter yeah, reading Brooklyn the paper in the wild. Now, it was do you great. think it's because they picked it up? Because according to Leah, the headline I put on the front page of the Brooklyn paper this week was the largest headline we put on a front page in about five years. How about that? Well, I think it deserved its What size. was that headline? Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. Which goes back to the topic of today's show. That's what we're talking about. The hoodwink. The hoodwink in this case was Mayor de Blasio had said that a... Brooklynite. A, a Brooklynite from, from Park Slope. Although, be it, I think, f- through Boston somehow. I'm yes, not sure. via some other place. And whatever. So he had said uh, last week that um, the city was going to open up these um, safe injection sites. Yes. Now, safe injection sites, the idea... Is basically, and I'm not going to get into the politics of it. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just going to tell you what the idea is. The A-political. idea is there are people out there that are addicted uh, to opioids and stuff like heroin, and a lot of times, uh, you know, using if they inject themselves, they can cause themselves to overdose. 
and of course, sharing needles is very dangerous. It can cause spread of HIV and other diseases, hepatitis and such. Uh, so the mayor is, had been looking into opening up these safe injection sites where basically people can come in and safely be injected. I don't know how you're safely injected with, um, well, with you heroin if you're supplying it yourself. I mean, it's not like they're uh, testing it in a lab. I think but they, they inject themselves. Is that our first caller right here? Yeah, no, it's our first <laughs> caller. Let's see who it is. The private line. No, it's unknown, so I'm not oh. taking that call. You got to reveal yourselves if you're calling in. No, no, you got to tell me who you are. I'm not who answering. You are, who you are, where you're calling I from. I can't answer the phone anymore for anyone. Like, it, sometimes it'll say, it's my mom, and it's a telemarketer. Yeah, no. The, or, it's telemark- my, or it's my mother trying to sell me something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's worse. I got I got a Bill Harris laugh Bill there. Harris is chuckling. <laughs> that um, was good. I've heard your mother. She's very persuasive. She can be. She's like, <laughs> are you coming over Sunday? Are you coming over? She can was, you come on Sunday? She, I think Wait, she, Friday night. She can actually you come called while you were laying out the paper, and I think you said, Mom... Look, they're calling again. I they don't understand that I'm, I'm not taking that call. And she, and she, but I just have one question, one question, one thing. And <laughs> mom, you coming over Sunday? Can you come Friday night? How about Friday night? I'm gonna have Friday night. That's now, my mother, needling. my mother, by the way, grew up in. Uh, she would say Bay Ridge. Would she now? But we know she, she would. was on Tabor Court. That's right. So which Tony now, has a, Tony has a very good memory. Tabor Court is considered Diker Heights. Right. Isn't that interesting? And I wonder what your mom would have and to say. And my dad was in was on 59th Street and 64th, 65th, which is kind of on the uh, border of uh, Sunset Park and Bay Ridge. Right, right there. But back then was strictly Bay Ridge. Not even, not a sunset to be Although he used of. to like to say he was from Blythebourne. I was now, wondering where the Blythebourne reference... There are, I throw Blythebourne references out there I, sometimes. Because my dad used to uh, told me once that uh, the, the um, post office by his house was the Blythebourne Station. Oh, interesting. And it still exists, the Blythebourne Station. So I want to bring to the table to tell us all about Blythebourne and all about you know, Borham Hill and, and other neighborhoods that may or may not have been named by real estate agents or postal services... I want to bring Bill Harris to the table. Now, Bill Harris, is, he's a neighborhood legend. We all know that, right? I, even I know that. He's not <laughs> nodding. He's not nodding. He's a neighborhood legend. He's lived in Borham Hill for God knows how long. He's been a, he was a member of Community Board 2. For, for God four, knows how long. For 14, 14 years on Community Board 2. That's 14 years of going to meetings once a month. I'm sure you're on committees. Taking votes, yeah. All that stuff. you got to take votes. That's a lot of coffee and a lot of Danish. It's a lot. Do of they have Danish at CB2? No Danish. Oh, man. Unless you bring it yourself. This is. Oh, there we go. A lot of missed coffee in Danish in that case. I tell you, people are going nuts about this Robinson Cano being suspended for um, steroids. That's the big oh. story right now. But we're not talking about that. No. Because, frankly, it has nothing to do with. Despite the fact that I keep getting text messages about it and apparently phone is calls. Is that what that caller was calling? People, about? Are, people are going nuts. Now, uh,. More importantly, uh, Bill Harris was a was a real estate, a self made real estate magnate, right? Back and he had his own day, company yeah. back in the day, Renaissance Properties. He did it for many years. He's got he's got a lot going on. So, Bill, I want to welcome you to Brooklyn Paper Radio, and I want to thank you for coming on. And we're going to talk about some things that we'll talk about. But Vince, thank you, <laughs> thank you. You know, I have to tell you, I have a I have a background in radio too. Wow! Uh, wait a second. This I is was, a, that isn't on the biography. The intro. That's yeah, not on the biography. <laughs> you know, I, you could be <laughs> replaced. Hey, it's been. I didn't know this was a competition. Nineteen fifty-seven. 
Back there in 1957, you were on a rock and roll radio station, W-I-N-S. It was W-Y-S-O in Yellow Springs, Ohio at my college, Antioch College. Okay. And they started up a radio, and it's still there, and it's now part of the uh, it's part of a public broadcasting system now. I mean, it's oh really unbelievable that it's still around. Yep. Wow. That so, was a lot of fun. So did you? what was your major in college? Uh, philosophy and painting. And painting. So that... Clearly, that's why you get right into radio. Right, right in there. That's right down the middle there. Between exactly. philosophy and painting, there's radio. There's radio. That's right. Broadcast. You have to be ready for everything, gentlemen. You, you really are a renaissance man, as that's, your uh, former real estate operation would suggest. That's right. Renaissance that's right. And that's about the whole neighborhood. That's the story of this incredible, incredible 45 blocks in downtown Brooklyn, now, now known as Borum Hill. Now, what was it known as when you got here? Ah. <sighs> You know, it was all sort of a haze. When I arrived on Wyckoff Street mm-hmm. between Smith and Hoyt in 1970, in April 1970, uh, having paid out $9,000 for my move-in house, right? Folks, um, Bill bought his first home for $9,000. My goodness. Just and that was the Wyckoff Street home. That, that was the Wyckoff Street we house. We call that the Wyckoff Street residence. It has a plaque in front of it. <laughs> yeah. Bill Harris Bill, slept here. Exactly. People, people will know about it because it's a house immediately next to the house that has all of the uh, tiles and, and, and things glued on the front of it. Everybody knows that house. Mm-hmm. These are old college buddies of mine who, uh, who uh, own that house. In any event, uh, I, I don't know... That, the na- actually, the name was, if I had asked around to anybody who was knowledgeable, they would have said, you're living in Borum Hill. Borum Hill had really just been sort of defined and named. Mm-hmm. There was an elderly Quaker lady who lived on Dean Street who does have a plaque in front of her house, mm. which I was the motivation for. And uh, uh, Helen Buckler... Uh, was part of an early group of insurgents who came to this to this neighborhood. It was just a, a leftover piece of real estate, mm-hmm. and uh, the elderly lady was put in charge of going out and trying to find an appropriate name to be ad- applied to this forty-five blocks. Mm-hmm. Huh. So where did, so where did Borum Hill come from? What was the uh, oh uh, the, what was the background? The there? motivation for yeah. the name was the, uh, a Borum family that lived and farmed in the area in the. Uh, in the uh, sixteen uh, mid sixteen uh, hundreds, and around what year was that name applied? Uh, this is the early seventies, you'd say. N- no, no, before then it would have been about nineteen sixty three, because mm-hmm. the first house tour was mm-hmm. in nineteen sixty three, and it was it was denominated as the Borum Hill first Borum Hill house tour mm, back in sixty three. Yeah, so that's yeah. how far back it goes. Because a lot of people say to me, "Oh, you know, all these neighborhoods are named." By real estate agents that want to give an old neighborhood a new hip kind of feeling, and we actually have seen that happen with you know, I mean, with places like Dumbo successfully. Sure. When uh, that neighborhood was basically bought up by uh, Two Trees Management and David Valentis, and they called it down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass. Before then, it was probably known as Fulton Landing. Uh, The Navy was considered part of the Navy Yard. Way back in the Wallabout? Day. No, not the Navy Yard. Oh, kind of. Might have been a Wallabout. Vinegar Hill is over there as well. Right. It's over there, but it's, that's a very confined, small area. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, that was somebody saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna change the whole 
outlook on this place. And they actually did because well, that neighborhood was mostly warehouses, warehouses and stuff like that, right. which was then converted into condos. But that was a like very that. common. And I wouldn't put it on the. I wouldn't. I wouldn't allocate the responsibility to real estate people. I mean, Brooklyn Heights was known as the Heights. Way back in the day, yeah, no, sure. And sure. Cobble Hill, uh, it's it's difficult to, I mean, it it's comfortable to point the finger at the real estate people, but uh, in this case, I think it just uh, it happened organically. I think there's a lot of organic. Uh, but um, were, were the people of Borum Hill trying to separate themselves from possibly another neighborhood that that might have had a name that wasn't so? That what that didn't have. I don't think so, Vince. Okay. I think the Borum Hill people were just holding on by their fingertips, trying to keep alive and keep, you know, trying to make improvements and try to take do something with these old houses mm -hmm. that were most of them in really bad condition. Now, why did that happen? Though, why were the houses in bad condition in the in the sixties and seventies? And we know all about white flight and and stuff like that. Was there any particular? Was there any particular? thing that started the downturn in the neighborhood? Or maybe was there a time when it started to go down and a time when it started to come up? Maybe that's the simpler question. Well, it's again, it's kind of a repeat of the Brooklyn Heights and the Cobble Hill and the Park Slope stories. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, housing that was very attractive to a lot of people, older housing, and that had a big draw. A lot of the people who after the Second World War had gotten, who were just tired and of the smell and the confusion, the dirt and the pollution and so forth, in, in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. in downtown Brooklyn, they had already moved on out to Nassau County and so forth. So uh, that left the field open where you could come in and buy a decent brownstone in with, Brooklyn Heights for $10,000. Fantastic bones. That was the key, right? Good bones. Good bones. Yeah. That's what they now, these were houses. I mean, there were well-built houses, but the systems were shot in most cases. I mean, the plumbing, the electricity, it was, you know, heating, all it's pretty better shot. Days. The better days were 100 years before, <laughs> Be you know? <laughs> better centuries. But, but, Bill, when, you know, with regard to Borham Hill and its surrounding neighborhoods, you know, you said Borham Hill came about in 1963. Were people already calling Cobble Hill Cobble Hill then? Were they calling Gowanus Gowanus then? Or when you got here, or was Borham Hill, you know, as a neighborhood coined before these other most, neighborhoods? Most of the old timers were still calling it South Brooklyn. Got it. South of course Brooklyn. South, South Brooklyn, which which I never understood. As yeah, you know, no, you're absolutely I, right. And Prince. I still don't understand. No, no, I'll tell you what. I had it explained to me, but I'll hear your explanation. Well, we used to have a wonderful newspaper here called, excuse the expression, wonderful newspaper in the sense that your neighbor, your paper is great. And by the way, you've got some wonderful new reporters in this news, newspaper. Julian Cuba. Fantastic. Mixon is doing a very nice job. Colin Mixon. Terrific. Just, he just wrote me what we call a Sunday read. Yes, he did. We'll get into that, but okay. But this this paper was called the Phoenix. Ah, the Phoenix, rising Ooh. from the ashes. Rising say. from the ashes, and um, they point <laughs> the editor who was that Mike Armstrong's paper? Mike Armstrong yep. paper, marvelous paper, loved the paper. Everybody, I, mean, I know was, a little bit about the history here. Well, I know you're a little doing, bit about the Vin, history. Vince, you're doing well for yourself. Um, uh, it was Mike Armstrong who pointed out that uh, so-called South Brooklyn, our neighborhood, which would then have included Borum Hill and the Gowanus area and down Red that Hook. way. Right, Red Hook. Red Hook, yes. Park down Slope. That way. Yeah. Well, not Park Slope so much. Yeah. That was yeah, a little bits of it. Little what, bits would, of what would Pete Hamill say? 
I don't know what he would say. Okay. Well, we'll have to ask him. We're trying to get him on the show. But, Pete, if you're was, listening, call in. Yeah. <laughs> 718-260-4502 is the number. Anytime. That was, uh, that. He, Mike pointed out that it really, we're in northwest Brooklyn, not in south Brooklyn. Correct. So, I mean, that sort of uh, took the wind out of all that, uh, the, the, um, now, the veracity. Somebody of that. once explained to me. Yeah. I believe it was Sylvan Migdal, who's our. The smartest person I know. Smartest guy I know, like website guy, web genius. The, you know, the kid's incredible. I never have a conversation with Sylvan Migdal where I walk away going, wow, I just learned something. That never, it, I'm sorry. Wait. You never don't have a I never a don't have a conversation. Yeah, let's say it right. Let's, let's, we forgot let's, the second negative there. That's <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> I got to get my double negatives correct. Uh, it's tricky or incorrect. <laughs> I don't know. So it's a triple negative. So he, he told me yeah. that well, when Brooklyn was its own city before it had incorporated New Utrecht, before it had incorporated Williamsburg, before it had incorporated Flatbush, when the city of Brooklyn was just by itself, that area that we just spoke of was the southern tip of Brooklyn, hence South, South Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Now that does not. Explain West Ninth Street. No, no, <laughs> definitely does not. Well, let's not let's not dwell too much on, on on this particular point. The point is that in 1640, approximately, the Dutch arrived in this area. They also went out to the area that is now known as oh, out near the uh, Brooklyn Terminal Market, Flatlands. It's called the mm. soil out there was very very good for potatoes. Tobacco. They used to grow tobacco mm. here in Brooklyn, yeah. and um, but uh, the 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 Dutch who moved here didn't come to Brooklyn Heights because there was nothing up here. It was too took too too long to get down to the water to fish. Difficult to get there. Yeah, and uh, that's it was why they too, need. That's they, why they even back then they needed a. They, they didn't <laughs> have the squid bridge. <laughs> they, they didn't have the, the squid bridge. <laughs> they they the, needed a, a, a bridge ramp. from Montague Street. Yeah, ramp from well, Montague Street. Well, originally, eventually, they got a, a cable car on Montague Street. You're aware of that. Mm-hmm. And that took you down the hill. That was the Penny Bridge. The Penny, the bridge, penny bridge went down under there. But, uh, but was that a viniculi? Viniculi, viniculi? I don't know. I don't know. It was a real cable car. It was a cable car. Took yeah. you right down. Yeah. Okay, Penny Bridge. And, uh, but the Dutch settled over in what is now Borum Hill. And they did it for very, very smart reasons. First of all, it was, a, it was where a lot of them, it was very similar to where a lot of them had come from, which is the northern part Friesland, F-R-I-E-S-L-A-N-D, in Holland. And it was close enough to water. They could, uh, they knew how to uh, engineer the use of water, so they had uh, this large body of water, which started uh, more or less where Wyckoff Street is, and it went down into, uh, if you looked at it, it's, it's, a, it's a formation, a land formation. People live here forever, and they sometimes they don't, are not even aware that they're walking up and down a hill, mm-hmm. and they're not aware of the... Uh, of the of the the lay of the land, so to speak. Jimmy, can you put up a map of what we're talking about here? You got that? Put it up. Get okay. The map. Got it. So, um, uh, there was a large swampy area down more or less Wyckoff Street and filled in and went over to the part of. But any in any event, there were a lot of Native Americans living around at the time mm-hmm. there, and also and they li- were there because there was a lot of wildlife. But the Dutch were interested in what they could do with water so that they, it, it was marshy enough and it was tidal. So they could create 
what they had been doing in Holland, they could build um, uh, little dams and catch water mm -hmm. and turn wheels that would crush mm. wheat and do all the tide mills. They yep. And tide mills are a big thing around the world. There's an international society. There's a big tide mill in the middle of London. Mm. There used to be tide mills all around the uh, yeah, Red Hook. Was the big. only mills I've ever seen is like when I go up to Massachusetts, I uh, go to Cape Cod uh -huh. and they have like a, they'll have like one of those oh, those, those mills. farms. No, the, I'm, I'm talking about old old school mills. Oh, oh, sure. I'm talking sure, about sure. old school mills, old school uh, with the, the grindstones yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. And but they have it hooked up to a, a wheel, and they have a dam, and that dam creates a massive lake. So, like, the amount of land they had to give up, uh -huh. you know, or give over to fish and ducks and all that stuff. They, to, to make the... To spin the wheel yeah. to get, you know, to get... It was incredible. But you're telling me down here they could use the tides coming in and yep. out, yep. controlling it that way, which is probably uh, less... Less effect on the uh, on the on the environment. Yeah, it's sort of well, self and then Red Hook eventually around in the in the circumference of Red Hook, it became very big mm -hmm. uh, for the Dutch and the tide mills and so forth because they could they had natural sort of basins there. They didn't have to dig them and so forth and so on. But in any event, that was where things began. And and if you look at a map and you say you have a map up somewhere, <laughs> well, you don't have a map. I think up. he's still throwing it up. <laughs> it's, okay. it's, it's on radio. So imagine the, if you the will. The funny thing is. That if you moved here, you probably never realized the following. If this is factual, and you get yourself a map, and you will look at it. If you figure out where Borum Hill is, and here are the boundaries. Court Street to 4th Avenue, Skirmerhorn or State Street to Wyckoff Street. Okay? Those are the crosses Atlantic Avenue. Those are the yes. Those okay. are the boundaries. And uh, that have been accepted. They used to be on all the stationery of the Borum Hill Association, but that's that's the commonly accepted uh, confines. Now, curious about this: this neighborhood, this little 45-block neighborhood, touches who? What are its neighbors? Park Slope. Okay. Prospect Heights. Gotcha. Parts of it. Yeah. Fort Greene. Yep. Um, downtown Civic Center. Downtown. Mm -hmm. yeah. Brooklyn Heights. Cobble Hill, mm -hmm. Carroll Gardens. Carol Gardens. You got it. That's Brownstone, Brooklyn, basically. Mm -hmm. Okay? And it's uh, everything fits right around here. Yeah. So you're saying it's at the heart of Brownstone, It Brooklyn. really is. Nobody ever saw it that way in the old days. It touches all of those neighborhoods. Now, as Vince was saying earlier in this broadcast, the neighborhood, that little heart, of Brownstone, Brooklyn, has been at the center of some big uh, debates in the past couple of weeks and months, um, one of which came about, you know, right after the mayor made his announcement about the safe injection site, which he claimed is in Gowanus. But you were one of the first people we turned to who said, no, it's on 4th Avenue. And just you just said, you know, based on the accepted boundaries of Borum Hill, it falls within that neighborhood. So... Have you, among your fellow Hillers, talked about this sort of miss, this geographic misstep and maybe the reasons behind it? I think I was quoted in your paper. You were. <laughs> and I got a couple of calls. And it reminded me that sometimes the mayor's ambitions get a little bit ahead of the realities of implementation. And a few of my neighbors came in and said to me, these are people who... One of the parties was uh, uh, lives right around the corner 
from the proposed site uh, said, first of all, that they were not too happy with the uh, designation of this particular group whose picture of their storefront appears on the front page of your current newspaper. Mm -hmm. All right? So everybody should go and take a look at that mm -hmm. and figure out where it is. Uh, but also there was no discussion about implementation and where they were going to be getting people from. And I, you know, calling this Gowanus, I mean, people really by this time basically know where Borum Hill is. And to call it by the name of another area sounds, well, I don't want to in, 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 impute motive, but... I would say sound a little disingenuous, let's say so. One would say, or one might say, he was trying to hoodwink the public. And one might say that in the largest font size that's ever been on the cover of Brooklyn Paper in the past five years. Because it is a big deal. It well, is, some might say. Yes. It is a big deal. It's, it's a big deal because I think that, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, doing one thing and, and saying another in this case, and I think that the, the feeling is, if, if you say it's in Gowanus, where, you know, frankly, there are less people, there are less, you know, it's, it seems like off the beaten path. There's a, you know, there's a big uh, garbage truck depot in Gowanus. There's a new... Uh, still a lot of manufacturing sites. Yeah, there's still a lot there are subways, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, no, you come along, come along Third a, Avenue, Fourth Avenue. It's not the desert anymore. It certainly isn't the desert it, it, it used to be. Yeah. But I think it was a safer, it was safer for the mayor to say Gowanus than it was for him yeah, to say yeah. Borum Hill. Yeah, and that hurts. That really does hurt from uh, at a number of levels. Well, let's get on uh, with it. Let me just say this, that I, uh, I'm a, a person of liberal proclivities, um, and Borum Hill has for a long time been home to a number, I mean, considering it's a small neighborhood, um, uh, great transportation, of course, which made it very attractive to the Mohawk Indians who moved here in the uh, 1910s and 1920s and lived here for a long time. But putting the Indians aside, uh, the neighborhood has accepted and, and tolerated, um, and I would even say in some cases welcomed, you know, for example, Daytop Village on mm -hmm. State Street, mm -hmm. where they were, it's a drug, uh, some drug, sort of drug, drug education thing. Yeah, yeah. But they were there for 10 or 15 years. They just re relocated. I don't know where they are now, but mm -hmm. the, the property is being uh, redeveloped. You had the, the, the home, uh, the uh, Center for uh, People with, I think, Mental Difficulties on, on Nevin Street, between mm -hmm. the in in big building built almost, a, I think, slightly more than 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that building has been there and is still there with people. A lot of people live in a big, great, big, tall building. And uh, there's a uh, there's a drug treatment center on Atlantic Avenue that went through the community board. And I remember that we had a lot of input from neighbors and so forth. Uh, by the Nevins Hotel, which is a basically I think you call it a welfare hotel that's mm -hmm. on Atlantic Avenue between yeah. uh, between Third Avenue and Nevins Street. Um, and uh, this uh, this drug center is a, a double storefront operation, and nobody has ever heard of uh, heard of uh, anything going on there. I mean, it, it operates, and, mm -hmm. and and nobody seems to be inconvenienced and so forth. So plus we've got the so-called 
um, it's not a jail. They call it, what do they call it on oh, Atlantic the, Avenue? The House of the House of D detention, detention center. <laughs> yeah. How, yeah, a detention. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. It is technically it's, it's a, a it's a jail. A prison? It's not a pr- no. It's, it's not, not a prison. prison. Not a prison. It's, a jail. Yeah, it's closer to a, a, a jail. What Most about a clink? Jail. There's a. Pr- it could be a clink. It, it could, could be. It could be the the huskow. I think they call it that sometimes. The House of D is what it's popular. The big house. The big house is. It's not a big house. No, it's a little house. (laughs) It's pretty big. It's a big house up the river. Yeah. Yeah. They'll send you up the river. Right. 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 There's all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. No, and there's what in Sunset Park there is a federal prison. That's the metropolitan uh, detention. That's where what's his name was El Chapo. Yeah, yeah but we, we they don't put him in bar. But Hill. your point is, we're small timers. But your point is, when it came to what the what the mayor said, it wouldn't have mattered to you guys if he said it was in Borum Hill or if he said it was in Gowanus. Well, I'm not going to say that it wouldn't matter. We would like to know who's anybody, whether you live around the corner from this place or a proposed place, or whether you live safely inland from most of the commercial development and so mm-hmm. so forth, as I do, um, why you would think that um, everybody should be a little bit more informed about this before it goes farther. It's mm-hmm. sort of like the BQX, but we won't get into that. Well, that's been, I don't think that's been funded. But <laughs> I, Yeah. Not yet, anyway. You know what? I'm trying to think. Not it, in this budget. I have some favorite buildings, I think, that are in Borum Hill. I think. Now, um, 3rd Avenue, right after Atlantic. So 3rd Avenue between Atlantic and Pacific. Borum Hill? Yes. Okay. There's an old New York Times building there. A beautiful building. Isn't that fantastic? It should be. It should now, have been landmarked a long time ago. Right. You've been here... Forty more than forty years, right? Yeah, no, because yeah, forty going on fifty. Yeah, because you, you said nineteen seventy. I'm born seventy one. Oh, you guys are two pieces. So in we're a like, pod. yeah, yeah, that's what brothers. So, do you remember? Cousins. Do you remember what that building was back then, and how long it's been? I think it's a school now. Or, or it's what? a school. It's yeah. a public school. And you've shown me this building. Yeah. I love that building. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous. It's building. It's like made out of granite. And yeah, just something nice. Really and they beautiful. used to have printing presses there, and I yeah. looked into it. And when they opened the building, one of the Ox or one of the Salzburgers or one of them like showed up. It was a huge deal oh, when, yeah. they, when they opened it. Yeah. And they opened it in like the 30s or something like that. And yeah. it was actually made the front page of the New York Times. And it was going to be in control. They were going to be managing all of their Brooklyn, Queens, and Long Island editions. Were printed there. They came out of there. They were distributed from there. And uh-huh. they went all over the place. And that's the last you heard of it. And like by 1960, I think, they were gone. They were out. Just like that. Well, it, curiously, all of the major New York City papers were printed near, within a couple of blocks of there. Mm-hmm. The Daily News, the Post. So the Daily News had the had still had property down there. on Third Avenue. Yeah, on yeah. Third, where it used to be the old ballpark. That's right. right. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, but uh, if you, if those who are doubtful or want to know more, they walk by this building, and the entrance. The former entrance to the building that's on Third Avenue, closer to Dean, is—is is that right, Dean? No, closer to Pacific. Yeah, it says New York Times it has the old on New York it. Times and yeah, the, the, still there. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, but but there's just so many interesting uh, buildings um, there. It was Bor- the Borum Hill, uh, Atlantic Avenue. That part was at one time. You know, it was kind of like the. Um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, 
Rodeo Drive? Well, no, no, <laughs> def- definitely not Rodeo Drive. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name. The place, uh, what's, it, what's it called? Something Valley out in California where they have all Mill of, Valley? No, where they have all of this. Uh, uh, Silicon, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Oh, Silicon Valley. You know? I was going to say choice. Noe Valley. Up yeah, in we San were Francisco. going for the harder go, ones. Yeah, yeah. Going, no, you can't go More there. More obscure valleys. So you yeah. had, uh, you had uh, all kinds of enterprises. Uh, uh, and businesses, you had Xlax, you had the company that made the coin counting machines when, Amer- when America and really the world used to be of coin economy before they uh, before bills became yeah. so common, mm-hmm. and that was on Atlantic Avenue near uh, near uh, Bond Street, right around the corner. What was the uh, the clothing store? Eagle. Eagle. That was oh, the, they had a sign. No? Eagle, eagle, eagle clothing. Yeah, that was a that was a big deal. This is like even my dad when he was a kid. Like if you went down to Eagle and you got a suit. Oh, really? Yeah, uh-huh. that was a big. You and I even sharp. remember watching. I remember watching old game shows. You could still watch them on like the Game Show Channel. Or yeah, the yeah, game, yeah. Or the game Show Network. They have. Um, they'll have. They'll have. Uh, you know, at the end, it'll say, you oh, know, the Gene Rayburn suits provided yeah. by Eagle. <laughs> you know, it's like that's that. so Brooklyn, funny. New York. Yeah. So. But that's when, that's back when Brooklyn was Brooklyn. Well, but it's still Brooklyn. But oh, you bring Brooklyn. up an interesting point about Atlantic Avenue because, you know, as the city looks to expand the historic district in Borham Hill, um, extend its boundaries uh, to north, uh, its northernmost boundaries to parts of Atlantic Avenue, there we have reported that there are some people sort of up in arms about that. Many of them are business owners because they're worried about the costs that maintaining a landmark might impose on their on them and their businesses. And I wonder, have you heard, uh, you know, have you had your ears to the ground on any of these conversations where you yeah. fall on the landmarking? Let, let me just let me just say this to you. I have owned over my life at least 12 buildings on Atlantic Avenue. Wow. I bought with a partner Nine buildings for three thousand dollars a piece on Atlantic Avenue. Thirty-six total. We we'll call it thirty-seven rounding. Yeah, out. let's round it up. Come on, yeah, round we, it up. We bought Taxes those. And we fees. bought those two buildings. Uh, those nine That's buildings, what? vacant, on Atlantic Avenue between Third and Fourth Avenues on the north side. Okay. And uh, so I have a little ground there. Okay. Yeah, you, you've had some experience. And I also was the director of the uh, Atlantic Attic, the Oh, the street fair. The third and fourth and fifth years that it operated. And plus, I owned other real estate on the avenue. And let me just say this to you. The city landmarked all of the buildings on Atlantic Avenue from Court Street to the water. Okay. As a consequence of one side being Bor- uh, Brooklyn Heights, the other side being Cobble Hill. Okay, did people squawk? Uh, maybe one or two did. There's always a squawker someplace, and God bless them because it helps keep things sort of like you know, help keeps you focused in perspective. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but uh, everybody seems to be thriving, <laughs> and um, you know, the it hasn't world- shut out local business. You know, no, you don't just see no. chain stores. On no, that no, no, no. I mean, there are a few chain stores. Sure. But, but not they're, all. They're high-end chain stores. Right. I mean, but before that, you had the Atlantic and Pacific Tea Company there. That's one of the places they got started. So That's, that's and, A&P, for those of you listening. A&P, oh. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, history has shown that some of these fears may be unfounded. And the, the Landmarks Commission was quite right, and the neighborhood is quite right, and by uh, uh, 
for 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 how should I say it? Uh, clarity for honesty, transparency is the word I'm grasping for. I worked with the community group that was trying to get this uh, landmark district expanded. It's going to be basically doubled in size. And uh, it's coming up, the hearing is coming up. Everything that we see suggests that it's going to be approved. Mm -hmm. So there's this very small strip of, of buildings on Atlantic Avenue. There's a small strip on State Street, which is also deserving. Uh, one block of State Street was landmark, federally landmark back in the eight, 1960s, if you can believe it, and have plaques on the front of the buildings. Go over and take a look at mm -hmm. them. Very unusual. Uh, in fact, people, uh, architecture students come from all over the place just to look at these these beautiful big old brownstones. Do they now? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So we've had a lot. Uh, the neighborhood has had a, a very uh, pleasant and profitable um, uh, uh, cooperation with uh, the architectural school at Columbia University. They've been very supportive, and we uh, are grateful for all the work that they've done. Well, to help us. You mentioned State Street, which is, you know, one of the borders of another very controversial site that Borum Hillers. Is that what you guys call yourselves? Borum Hillers? That's what I yeah, call you them. Can, yeah, you can call Please. us. Uh, call us anything you want. <laughs> South Brooklynites. Um, no, 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 no. I'm that. kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, never. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that many in your neighborhood. Gowanosaurs. Go, the best. The best. Uh, with, any Gowanosaurus out there, feel free to call yeah, and weigh in on your new nickname. 718-260-4502. It's a good name. It's a Vince DiMaselli name. We did um, that. We did it. It's a great name. <laughs> you know what it is? It's, it's just short, short bursts of genius. They it's really all, are. That's all, all we got. That's all we got going for us. <laughs> At newspapers, that's all we got going all for us. All we are are Gowanosaurus and, and hoodwinked. That's it. Um, but State Street is one of the boundaries of one of the streets that border this controversial 80 Flatbush development, which has caused a lot of, um, you know, uproar in Borum Hill because it has of caused its size. and is causing still, it's still it's a causing. very live issue. But the developer insists it's downtown. You know something? I don't care what the developer calls it. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. And what it is, it's too, as it's proposed, is too, too big for the site that it's proposed, in my opinion. Sure, yeah. All right? So they have a, uh, they had a very liberal allowance of, uh, of uh, uh, granted in the zoning. My opinion is that they should be built, if anything is built, they should be built to zoning maximum. And if they can't handle that, then I say go someplace else and build your skyscrapers. Mm. We can live without them. There you have it. There, that and that I think your opinion is shared by the majority of your neighbors. Um, it was certainly uh, uh, felt by the uh, by the, um, the community, community board. board. The community board voted against the project. Yeah. yeah, big time. But we will see what pans out because there are some people that say, you know what, build tall, build taller, and make it uh, ninety-five percent um, affordable housing. You some know, people if, will say that if they had a, a, a solid block of land to work with. But this is it's just a. a sh a sliver of land, and it's it, it's it's a very inefficient place to put a lot of apartments. It just it gets it for. I won't get into all the reasons, but um, uh, Senator Montgomery, uh, 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 Assemblywoman um, uh, 
Simon, mm -hmm. and have written very cogent, uh, reasoned um, analyses of why this is just wrong for downtown Brooklyn. Yeah, it, it's. What about it, the council people, Tom? Because um, that's where it matters, right? Yeah, and well, that's one of the places. It's it, it does. I think it's where it matters, matters in most. Euler, yeah, in terms of the vote, you know, that's that's sort of where it will lie. Although I think the mayor will do what the mayor, the mayor can do what the mayor wants to do at the end of the day. But Levin, uh, Councilman Levin, whose district the building would sit in, the complex, he has more or less remained silent. He's observing these conversations. He's observing these votes. He hasn't really come out yet with a firm position either way. I and don't know. It seems like it's black and white, Tone. Seems some, like it's black and white. Well, you know, some may say, some say that, that you know, they, the sitting and waiting is all part of the dance that down the line, you know, then they come out and say, I can't stand for it for this reason, but if you concede this portion, then maybe I'll be... So maybe he's waiting, you know, so he I don't know, can we should come get him out on the show. and be a big bargainer. Yes, we should try to get him on the show. Julianne, if you're listening... You're such a great reporter. Can you get Steve Levin? I'm sure in here Steve Levin is listening. He tell he can call us right now. Seven one actually, yeah, two six zero four five zero two. Lines are open. The lines are open. Um, All right, let's play a game. Let's neighborhood name or craziness. You ready? I'll go first. Bococa. neighborhood name or wacky craziness. I thought Bococa was a very good name. You liked the name. I did like it a great deal. I don't know why. Is it still used? Do people use it? I think it died. I recuse myself from this conversation. You don't even know I, what Bococa means. You're too means. young, that's why. Borum Hill, He's Cobble Hill, Carroll Garden. There you go. So it. you know it. So why are you know recusing yourself? Because I wasn't around when it was introduced. Oh, I've on. never lived in any of those neighborhoods. Okay, I right? think it's craziness. South honest. Slope, neighborhood or craziness? Craziness. I got craziness. Go over there. I, it's not my neighborhood to... <laughs> I don't have any skin in the game, guys. Yeah, I know you're yeah, he's recusing himself. That's like me. No, but then you could just say, you know you know what? I think it, it doesn't just, offend. It doesn't offend. No. Okay. okay, I got one. Go. Bedwick. The Bedwick. area where Bushwick and Bed-Stuy meet. That is not a neighborhood. Craziness? That's craziness. That is not a neighborhood. There's no such thing as Bedwick. I agree, and that's where I live, and I say it's sheer craziness. And what do you call the neighborhood you live in? Bushwick. Okay, it's just straight up Bushwick. Because I live in Bushwick. There's a border. Okay. North Williamsburg. Craziness. Cra it doesn't exist. That's it's Greenpoint. Just, it's Williamsburg. Well, there's Williamsburg, and there's, and there's or Greenpoint. Or East Williamsburg. Yeah, uh, it does not exist. Listen, somebody has to make these calls, Bill. Yes. You know, because people I got call one. up. Go. What about Los Suris? <laughs> Wait, um, is that South to... Williamsburg? No, that's that's those are the South. I'm glad he's playing the game. The South Streets, the uh, South 11th Street, South 12th Street, and then you've got the North Streets. Those oh, are up at like, sure, sure. up near Gre uh, Greenpoint. Yeah. Greenpoint. Um, Bath Beach. No, I'm kidding. We know <laughs> that's a neighborhood um, <laughs> because Vince's dad was a cop there. Yes, he was. And all years. the council candidates running for... Uh, you got to make a stop in Bath Beach. Yeah. you got to make a stop in very important seat. But do we have any other fake neighborhood names or um, real neighborhood names or guess? There's got to be. Just give me one more. Come on. I, we got all the Williamsburgs, north, south, east, and west. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Bedwick was one I hate. Now, you know, my old boss, Ed Weintraub, refused the name Gowanus. 
Oh, he refused. He it? refused it. We fought him. What would he call it? He, you know what? I think he just called it like part of Carroll Gardens or part of, you know, part of uh, Cobble Hill. Like he would extend those neighborhoods beyond, uh, you know, basically beyond the canal to the other side. So of the in canal. all his years, and there are here, portions of you know Carroll Gardens that are certainly on the other side of the canal. You're still in touch with him. Has he since changed his tune? No, we kind of forced it down his throat. And that's the interesting thing about neighbors. That's the point I was trying to make. As editors, we have to, like, somebody has to say where the boundaries are. And we're the ones that have to actually, we got to take the leap. You're the arbiters. Yeah, we are the ones that have to take the leap. And I'm, you know, I proudly do it. And you, people, and yes, you do it well. And people come to me and say, well, you're out of your mind. You can't do that. And I, but I'm one of these guys who understands that neighborhoods change. Neighborhoods are going to grow. Like I said, when we started the show, you know, where was Bay Ridge when my parents lived there growing up, and where is it now? Yeah. Those those Bay Ridge has kind of shrunk, you know, partially because of the uh, the expansion of the of the Gowanus Expressway to the Verrazano Bridge, which basically cut the neighborhood in half, and now right. everything, you know, to one side of the of the ridge of the of the highway is Bay Ridge, and to the other side is Diker Heights, and you know, Fort Hamilton, for instance, that's another neighborhood that we don't recognize. We but recognize Fort Hamilton as a as fort. an army base, yeah. but some recognize it as a neighborhood. Some people recognize it as a neighborhood. Well, we you know, not. these 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 are fine distinctions, we might say. Uh, one can laugh at them. One can scratch your head about them. But what about the house that Rachel Weiss and um, oh Daniel Craig and Daniel Craig just bought? What neighborhood do they live in? Well, people are down there with. Uh, uh, sharp uh, blades uh, dissecting the <laughs> neighborhoods. Some people say, oh, Cobble Hill, but it's not in Cobble Hill. I don't know. Where, where, is, where, it, where is it, Where is it? They're in, uh, in one of the places. we got to put that on our map to the stars. We do have a map to the stars. Uh, Brooklyn's map to the stars we put yeah. out once a year. It's a big, we sell it. It's do huge. You? Well, we sell it on the corner. Oh, I see, on the we corner. We go out and, we, we, you know, people come the they houses. They still have the a, a multigraph machine. What do they every, call those yeah. <laughs> You smell it when you, when you print it out? Right, yeah. right. Oh, it's the, oh, fume, it's the so fumes. Are so good. Oh, Everybody so good. takes a turn in the sandwich. But they, board. Uh, they <laughs> bought this house, and uh -huh. it's one of the pla on one of the strong places. It, it was uh, Martin Amos's old house, was it not? You the know, British I don't novels? know. I really don't know. But I'm it would be sure interesting to know. But anyway, it's not. So in wait, Cobble where, Hill. Where is it around? Give me a roundabout. Oh, it's it's in Carroll Gardens. <laughs> but what streets? Uh, I, it's one of the places they call it. Oh, oh down. I used I to live on Laqueer Street, by the way, which is just past the places. Sure, I'm looking. That's it where up. Carroll Gardens gets its name, by the way, because the gardens were in front of all those houses that were built on the on first place, second yeah, place. But you know where the Carroll comes from? Uh, I think I remember. But the Carroll family. Don't. Yeah, yeah. But who were they? Now they're all I know is their current descendants are polit politicians, both locally I, and. I will tell you when after you check on on Rachel. I'm checking the, the address. Yes, okay. and she's pregnant, so the kid may be born in Carroll Gardens. Who knows? Born in Brooklyn. And, born and, in Brooklyn. And what's the consensus? Are those are those Carroll Gardeners, or is that not correct because it's you Gardens it, plural? You know, I think, I, think was fine. I don't think they would be offended. I don't have a problem with that. I've always said Carroll Gardeners. That wasn't, that I was like never, that. That's a nice. Yeah. All right. It may take a while for me. Skirmerhorn Street or Shermerhorn Street? Go. I say Skirmerhorn Street. Thank you. That's what I say. That's so, what Vince says. Yeah. So what shall? Uh, so so uh, Carol. Where does the Carol come from? Uh, let's see. Lewis Carroll. No. There is one individual when the Declaration of Independence was um, being drafted. Uh huh. Okay. There is mm -hmm. one individual who. Um, Signed his, not only his name but his address as well. Really? Yes. Oh, 
Yes. In case they wanted to come for him. And that was, uh, that was uh, Carroll of Carrollton, Maryland. And he was the richest man in America. He, meant, meant, he lent his fortune, a considerable fortune, uh, to, the, to the patriot cause. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he could never be president because he was Roman Catholic. And he oh, knew, back then, yeah. And he knew that. Yeah. So, uh, but they didn't let any Catholics become president until Kennedy. Till Kennedy. I'm just, just going to point that right. out. But the Italians were much taken. Uh, the people who were trying to find an appropriate name and so forth. For Garden, and so. certainly Carol is a wonderful way to honor this really, really very fine person mm-hmm. uh, who did a lot for America. But yep. what was his connection to Brooklyn, though? Uh, actually, I don't think he had any. None. I don't believe so. Hmm. I think it was just a name that was adopted because of the significance in, in, in Revolutionary War history. Hmm. So, and the reason he signed his address is a curious one. I found it out recently. Uh, after he signed his name, and they were all going, all the, the signers were going up uh, to uh, uh, pen in their names. Somebody pointed out to him, and they said, I think his first, I think his first name was John. They said, you know, something, you, <laughs> there are a lot of carols down there in Maryland. And uh, <laughs> I would suggest that you... Define yourself so that if we lose this thing and the Brits come in to, conf- to, to <laughs> confiscate your property, that they get the right guy. So he went back and he happened to live, the, the village that he lived in was called Carrollton, oddly enough. Oh. And so he signed it, Carroll of Carrollton. Well, I hope he put on his proper zip code because without that, they would have never found they it. No, they would never have made it. Yeah, no, but that gets me off into some place I don't want to go. Speaking of proper location, <laughs> the so local mail service. <laughs> that uh, Daniel Craig's brownstone is on Strong Place. Strong Place, yes. Between uh, Kane and DeGrasse Street. Right, right. That's so definitely Carroll Gardens. Car- that's Carroll Gardens. That's it's Carol. not. It's not Cobble Hill. No, it's not no, Cobble Hill. Not Cobble Hill at all. So I lived, I lived over on LaQueer Street, which was. Heart and soul, Carol Gardner. Sol- solid Carol Gardner. Solid Carol Gardner. But right it took, it at took, the end there. It took like 25 years for the press, excuse the expression, mm-hmm. the press and, 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 and a lot of people to figure out where all these neighborhoods. Do you remember the up. book, The Neighborhoods of Brooklyn? Do you remember that book? It came out probably in the mid-90s, mid to late 90s. Oh, there have been so many books, Mitch. I don't well, remember This was one of the books that we were using as like a guide. Oh. I probably still have a copy of it sitting around. That so would be it was interesting like a hardcover book called The Neighborhoods of Brooklyn. And there were some neighborhoods we agreed with in it and some we don't. Now when you go online, you go to Google, oh. you type in Brooklyn neighborhoods in a Google map, and it puts its own, you know, uh, Boundaries, yes, but on the neighborhoods. And some neighborhoods dangerous. that we, I know, some neighborhoods we never heard of. It's dangerous, yeah. and I'll tell you, I'll tell you a reason that that's no good. For example, I, I, uh, I Googled or Wikipedia, I can't remember which one it was. I call it Wackopedia. Uh, Wackopedia, uh, Borum Hill, and it said there is no hill in Borum Hill. Well, that's just absolutely ridiculous. The whole place is built on <laughs> built on a hill. It's a, built on Sounds slopes. Sounds like that listing was written by a guanosaur. Must be so. You know, someone If you say it, or, it must or the mayor, I don't know. Or the mayor. <laughs> no, I will there is not, no hill in I will hill. not allow Google to be the arbiter of our beloved neighborhoods. No, and because sometimes you look on Google, there was an instance recently where I was where I was looking at a neighborhood or trying to look at for a site in where I thought it was, and Google's neighborhood boundaries, I can't remember what it was, which sort of kills the story, but they all fell like 
you know, one block east, west, north, and south of this site, and it was in its own a neighborhood of its own. Yeah. Um, that yep. was not named. Yeah. So you no. can't really trust that technology. Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing about neighborhoods, bringing bringing it all back, which I think Bill, you can speak to more than anyone else, is that they do change, um, and it's important if you love where you live to be active there. You know, to make sure the good parts about them stay That's right. the same. That's I right. would I would say And here's here's is, a footnote for you. Those who are interested in the history of um, Borum Hill would be interested to know that the New Yorker magazine has had two substantial articles about basically about Borum Hill, the only neighborhood in America that has been profiled in such a way. And the first, the first um, uh, article was about the arrival of the Mohawk Indians who became the high steel workers, very famed for that. Was They're that a the gay talese? Was that a gay talese joint? No. Okay. That, he, he, wrote, he wrote a book about, uh, about the Verrazano Bridge later on yes. and mentions the, uh, the, uh, the Mohawks. But, but those, this, those lived upstate. I, find, I read the book. I think they would Well, some lived upstate, but the main body of the group that came and built the, did the high work mm -hmm. and did the, put, the Brooklyn, put up the Empire State Building in 13 months. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they no. were from uh, no, uh, slightly north of Montreal. That was not union work. That was not union work. No. And you can see them on YouTube. You can see them going up and down, no, no vests, no security equipment, nothing. They were just up and down, a tremendous ability. Mm -hmm. So they came to Borum Hill. Um, they were a very, apparently a very instinctive, uh, impulsive group, and they decided that Borum Hill was a place for them. These, like... It eventually got to be 700, 800 people, and including this was, families. This was profiled in the New Yorker. Yes, in a, in a, and it, you can get it. It's online. You can go to uh, the bookstore because the book that carries this wonderful article um, appears in a book called Up in the Old Hotel. It's a very famous uh, um, uh, collection of stories. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was in the New Yorker. Um, the author wrote for the New Yorker his entire life, uh, except uh, when he came to New York from North Carolina for the first time. He came and he worked in some of the tabloids and so forth. Then he settled in the New Yorker. And then in 1970... Joseph Mitchell. Yes, sir. Joseph Mitchell. Very famous. Mm -hmm. um, and then you had in 1970 two or three, and my memory is fading on me here, uh, you had a basically what was a 20-page article stripped of ads and, and stuff. Uh, they call that the feature well. <laughs> the feature well, it was. In fact, it, had, it originally intended to be a two-article uh, two two piece, oh, wow. uh -huh. and they merged it because it just went on and on and on. The that's, guy like, was, that's like Kiss Alive. Double album. <laughs> Go. Right. Yeah. And so um, that came out, and that article uh, you can also get. It's called The Making of Borum Hill. And that was about uh, the old lady that I mentioned, the old Quaker lady mm -hmm. whom I knew, Helen Buckler, and about the efforts to get this whole neighborhood sort of moving along. Oddly enough, it hardly, I think in one line, in one s brief sentence, it mentioned the, the Mohawk Indians having come through there. But, I mean, the Mohawk Indians were there for, like, 45 years. There's still a few Mohawk Indians left in the neighborhood. Borm Hill. It's amazing. Absolutely I believe amazing. we link to the second article Bill mentioned from our piece online 
now what's in a nabe that sort of explores this this dynamic through the lens of the heated 80 Flatbush debate. Um, we linked to that New Yorker piece, the second one about the... I thought I remembered you mentioning it someplace yeah. in there. That's what um, we try to do. We're yeah, not yeah. afraid to send people out to other websites to, to read stuff, because we know they're going to come back to us to read all the good stuff. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of good stuff in your paper. And I, I listen, well, we, we don't have a 20-page feature well no, no right feature. now. No, not right now. Not right now, but we can get there, Tom. <laughs> one neighborhood at a time. One <laughs> we will get there. All right, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna wrap it up. Was there anything we missed that you wanted to talk about? We always leave it open to our well, guests. That's, that's very kind of you. You've been very welcoming here. Uh, the bottled water is outstanding. Yeah, no, that's Bo- bottled. Thank, in. You've got to thank Lisa Mowitz. She's in charge of human resources here, and she's fantastic. Uh-huh. She keeps them perfectly chilled. That's right. Anytime I need a, a bottled water, I just we we walk over, and she's always very always eager to please. Eager to wow. please. Wow. So that's you've good. got everything going here for you. You know, you know how it is when, you, when you're a big metropolitan newspaper. We're the we're the fifth you're, estate, right? You're all, yes, we're the, the fifth fourth estate. estate is somebody else. We're the fifth estate. The we, only we watch estate over, that matters. We watch over the fourth estate. I think we do something like that. It's I want to. I want to. It's been fun. It has been fun. It's been I want to really thank. Fun. I want to thank Bill Harris. I want to thank Tony Rotuno. I want to thank Jimmy or Johnny. Hey, or he got the map up finally. He, he did it. It's there. I see it. Go check it out, and we'll Let see me. you next week on Brooklyn Paper Radio. Bye bye. Bye now.